Hello, how are you? Um, we're going to continue our series, uh, A Reason for the Hope. Have you ever wanted people to notice you? Are you sitting at home during this lockdown and you feel like uh, no one cares about you? You feel like no one cares about your lows? You feel like no one cares about your highs? There's no one to rejoice with, no one to mourn with. Growing up, all I uh, ever wanted to do was people to notice me. Uh, I wanted to be significant, important. I remember when I was 14, I, I had a virus uh, that affected my heart and, and pneumonia at the same time. And I was very sick and I was in hospital for, for two weeks, but um, none of my school friends really reached out to me. I, I don't know why, but it really upset me. I, I, I guess I wanted them to, to care and notice and um, and to be honest, it wasn't their fault. Uh, I didn't, you know, I did have school friends that did care for me, um, but I guess back then I, we didn't have social media like we do today and, you know, to tell the whole world what's going on, you know, I couldn't take a photo of myself, you know, saying, poor me, hashtag dying, um, and, you know, when I turned up to school, um, you know, spending... Uh, two weeks in hospital in intensive care. Um, yeah, when I turned up to school, it was like no one noticed or even you know knew that I'd lost all this weight or something had had gone wrong. And I remember, um, yeah, how I wanted people to notice. I wanted people to know what happened. And it was funny. We had this opportunity um, at school to write a speech, and we could write a speech about whatever we wanted to, and go on the finals and so forth. And um, me, and you know, I look back now, it's very silly of me, but I decided to write a speech about, uh, yeah, me being in hospital and how I nearly died from this virus. Uh, I think it was probably my way of, you know, being social media to, to tell the world what happened. So they would just notice me and looking back and by the way, um, that we went, the speech went quite well, but looking back, I can notice that. For a lot of my life, I wanted to be significant. I wanted people to notice me. And it wasn't until something that I wanted so much uh, was somewhat taken away from me that I realized something wasn't right. Growing up, my dream was to, to play AFL. As, as young as I can remember, that's all I wanted to do. And You know, I was lucky enough when I was 18 to get drafted to Essendon. And I had some many well-meaning people tell me those dreams uh, are godly dreams and I should chase them. And um, in my first year, I had a lot of injuries. And unfortunately, those injuries, um, yeah, I, I was told to let, uh, that I would no longer career, continue my career. But I wanted it so badly to play AFL and, and I got quite <coughs> depressed with all the injuries that I had. And um, there were times where... I didn't even want to go to footy training. And so when I was um, let go, I was, I was pretty down by the whole thing. Anyways, I, I kind of decided to not give up and I, I decided to try my luck in Adelaide. Um, a few months while I was in Adelaide, um, my father got very sick and, and I was told and our family were told that he had three months to live. And in that moment, I had a choice. Do I continue this dream or do I go back and... Um, help my brother on the farm and I started to go back on the farm and help my brother and spend those those months with my father and I think this is where I started to realize that there was more to life um, than just footy you know I spent 
those last few months um, with my father, and I saw how fragile and short, short life could be. And and my father, who was a Christian, also showed me how you can have joy and peace even when things weren't <coughs> working out the way you wanted. My father passed away, uh, which was a really hard time for me and, and the family. And yeah, uh, but I was lucky enough during this time while I was an <coughs> on the farm, I met my beautiful wife, Rachel, and we moved to Canberra a year later for a job opportunity. Um, this is where I found a great church community, and, and it was in this community um, as I walked with people that God changed my heart. And I remember sitting down and reading uh, the accounts of Jesus in the Gospels, and I don't know why, but everything Jesus said um, in those Gospels just spoke directly to me. Um, and I, I'd read the Bible before, um, you know, many times, but it was like God was speaking directly to my situation. He was speaking to my heart. Everything I desired in this world meant nothing if I, if it wasn't rooted in Christ. And this is what I found when I was, when I was reading this. And, and what I found is that we were created to be known. We were created to be significant. We were, we are important, but it was never supposed to be filled by the world. And we do at times uh, feel those things from worldly success and, and it usually feels good at the time, but what I found, it, it's never satisfying. Uh, and I felt this type of success over the course of my life, while it felt great at the time, it was short-lived and, and many, many times over I had, I have to instead, you know, instead I felt, lone, felt down and lonely when I didn't reach mine or others' expectations. Um, worldly things are never going to give us fulfillment. There's always going to be someone more important, uh, someone more significant, someone who's always better than, uh, than us. And no matter hard, how hard we try, um, we, can, we just cannot control all the things in this world. You know, we can't avoid sickness. We can't avoid disasters. Inevitably, we can't, we, we're all going to lose loved ones at some stage. We can't control other people or the way in the ways which they treat us. We can't, um, you know, our spouses, I can't control my wife, um, our family, our friends, and they will say things that will hurt us and will let us down at times. So putting our desire for intimacy and significance in these people and things will not fulfill. But I want to tell you, there is someone out there that will never leave you. He always notices you, has always cared for you. No matter the situation or wrong uh, we have done, he has always loved us. Who could that person be? That's God. I thought I knew God. I grew up in a home that talked about God. Um, I saw amazing things that God did, like healings and uh, lives being transformed. So I never questioned the existence of God. I believed he was always there, but I hadn't looked to him to find my significance and acceptance. I was looking in the wrong place to fill my heart desires, this longing to be noticed, to be important. And when I started to direct my heart towards God, that's, that's when things started to change. God gave me a new perspective and a, and a new mind. It was, it was amazing. When, when we take our focus off ourselves and focus on something greater, it changes how we see things. You know, we start looking through the lens of our own desires and, and we start looking through the lens of God's desires. And this is where 
We find our significance in Him. We find our importance in His love. But why should we direct our hearts and minds to God? Because He is the author and creator of everything. We were created to be His children. But being the loving God He is, He never forces us to love Him. When sin entered uh, His perfect creation because of man, sin distorted God's perfect creation um, and separated us from God. This sin separated us from Him. But God, who loves us, sent His Son Jesus, who is God, to rescue us from sin. And when we dedicate our lives to Jesus to follow Him and seek His will, God sends the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. He leads us and grows us. He does all this because He cares for us, because we are His lost children. We were made to be significant, important, accepted, and loved. And we will find all of this in God who will fulfill us. When I started reading the Bible, I noticed two things. I noticed that God knows us intimately and God cares for us deeply. The psalmist wrote, and this is towards God, he said, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet none of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered by God. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. And Peter in his book encourages us to cast all our, our anxiety on him because on God because he cares for us. If you are listening today and you are someone who is always looking for people's approval, uh, wanting just someone to notice you, wanting someone to love you, I say today that you should start with God. These are the normal desires of your hearts. But those desires weren't made to be fulfilled by the world. They can't be fulfilled by the world. They can only be fulfilled for one person, by one person, God. And to do this, we look to Jesus. He says, if we desire to be with God, he says, ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. I want to encourage you, don't be afraid of God. He is a good Father, and I, and, and I want to encourage you to seek Him. Maybe you have known God like me for, for a lot of your life, but you still don't have that deep connection with Him. Maybe you feel distant. Today, I encourage you to ask yourself, has God been your priority? Just like any relationship, are you committing your relationship to Him? This is something that I read uh, the other day in my, in my devotion, and it really spoke to me and about where my life was when I was uh, you know, really distant from God. And it's from John 15, and it says this in verse 9. It says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. 
I have told you this is this so my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has none, no one than this, to lay one's life for one's friend. You, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. I just want to share what really spoke to me. And if we are to remain in his love, it says we should keep his commands. Jesus' commands are what keep us in relationship. It keeps us uh, with him and um, you know, and it says the Holy Spirit will remind us of Jesus' commands. You know, this is not something we do out of obligation. This is something we do out of love because we love Him and uh, want to be with Him. And um, and it's from those that relationship and that we will have a joy that will be complete. You know, every situation that we are we are facing, it says that uh, no matter what's going on, God will bring a joy through us. You know, often God doesn't rescue us. He redeems us. Um, He'll help us go through those storms. He'll help us, uh, yeah, go through the the lowest valley. Um, He'll never leave us. He'll guide us through those moments. So I encourage you, um, you know, if you're hearing this message, I just just want to encourage you to put your hearts and minds on God. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, that you sent your Son, Jesus, to die for us, for our sins that separate us from you. You you put them on the cross so that we may live. And I just pray, Father, that we just focus our heads and our minds, Lord, our hearts on you, Uh, Lord. And I just pray as as we give our hearts to you, Jesus, that the Holy Spirit, we just allow the Holy Spirit to just work in our lives, to dwell in us to produce fruit that you have promised to us. And I just pray, Father, for those that are, are searching, searching for the world. Uh, Lord, I pray that, that their hearts would search for you and seek you because this is where we're going to find our, our true joy and our, con- our contentment. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.